This is the who, how, what, when, where and why of setting up a podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about who is listening to your podcast and what roles you or other people can play in producing and supporting it. So your subscribers, your listeners. So who is your podcast aimed at? I'm not sure that I thought about that when I was thinking of putting this podcast together. I just wanted to go through the motions of producing a podcast so I could see what would be involved. My podcasts have been listened to 42 times. That is, the one that's been listened to the most has been listened to 12 times. So not very many, but I'm very grateful for anybody who's listening to it at the moment. It's not something I thought about. But it is something you need to think about when you're producing a a podcast, which you're going to be putting a lot of time and effort into going forward long term. In thinking about my big podcast, we're going to have a persona, a persona or maybe even two or three personas of the listener. A persona is something that I came across when I was doing my user research training. The way you put together a persona is by getting to know some of the people in your target audience. And then you put together a composite of the target audience that you know. You think of a person who represents that whole audience. It's not demographics. It's not saying I'm going to to do my podcast to a range of people who are between this and this age and they might be interested in these types of things. It is a specific person that you give a name to You give an age, a gender, a photograph, and you put together a list of the goals, behaviours, what you should do for them, what you should not do. Maybe list their level of technical ability and the level of knowledge of your topic. And this person or two or three people that you will relate to will help you make decisions about your podcast, what you're going to podcast, how you're going to podcast, how you're going to market to them and all those sorts of things. And personas are used when generating digital products. And I've been to digital agencies where they have life-size cardboard cutouts of people who will be their personas. And they would stand in the meeting room where people would look at them and say, would Fred be interested in such and such a thing? One thing to do with your persona is to find a photograph of them. There are websites where you can find photographs of people that you can use as your personas and think of the person's name being relevant for the age of the person that you're talking about, the age and gender. You can look at baby names that were common in the year that that person would have been born. So that's how you build a persona or a potted history. I've got a whole very long textbook about it so there's quite a lot to putting together a persona but that's it in essence. Now in order to generate more listeners you might want to make sure that you're on the new and notable list in iTunes. This is something I hear a lot about when the podcasts that I'm looking at. One of the ways to do that is to have a lot of iTunes reviews for your podcast. I've been very excited that I've had a review Thank you, Nick, for that. To get your podcast in the new and notable, then you want to make sure you've got a proper launch of your podcast. 
so that lots of people will come and hopefully review your your podcast reaches those charts which means that you'll get an even wider audience now that's all about subscribers and reviewers and I want to talk about you the person who's thought of putting this podcast together one thing that I found is that there is an awful lot to it if you want to do it properly it's been quite easy for me to put this podcast together I've used anchor I started off by just talking into my anchor app on my iPhone and I was able to push a few buttons and that created the podcast. It was very simple. But if you want to have a proper podcast, you've got to do a lot of things. You've got to be the host, presenter, interviewer. You've got to do post-production editing. So even my first podcast, my husband told me that I had to get rid of the ums. So I've spent time learning software that helps me to cut out things that I don't want to be in the podcast and then you've got to think about marketing your podcast maybe you need social media experts and to run a survey to find out about your users one thing you'll have to do is produce show notes if you're going to have a proper podcast which is useful because it will have a website attached to it which will which may have transcripts of interviews or notes about podcast and in particular it should have links to things that you've referred to i've been disappointed that in anchor you can't do that there's just a tiny box that you can't scroll down very easily in order to put your your notes about your episodes and it's one reason why I might not continue with Anchor, even though it's free and has made things very easy. Which leads me on to the fact that you probably want website support and IT support. I'm pretty techie, but even so, to have people that can help with that is very useful. Your artwork for your podcast image that is going to be on iTunes is absolutely key. And you may need to use that artwork for banners or t-shirts and it's going to be with you as your brand for a long time so you either have to be a good artist or find one that will help you with that you need to find the right sounds for the podcasts and you may need a sound engineer to help you with choosing the equipment that you're going to use especially if you're going to use it for field recording and finding appropriate sounds to make sure that you don't use music that's copyright Researching generally is something you'll have to do. Finding out about other podcasts, podcasting, including equipment purchasing. And that brings me to financial administration. You need to be able to make sure that your budget doesn't run away with you, purchasing relevant software and hardware. You need to listen to other podcasts and you need to network so that you can get interviewees and also get more ideas on how to do things better. So you've got an awful lot of things that you could do or hopefully you can get other people to help you with. So if you're going to interview people, where will they come from? People you already know, people you know through social media maybe. It probably doesn't make sense to just send out a message saying, I'm doing a podcast, can I interview you? Unless you're from the BBC. But where I'm hoping to get my interviews from is a person who knows lots of other people in my niche. One thing that's important is to bank some of the interviews before you start. 
so that you can have some episodes ready to go and it takes the pressure off you when you're first starting and you can get ahead of yourself. When you interview people, there's the, ha- there's the mechanisms of how you're going to interview people, which I covered in my how episode. And then there's the preparation. You need to research the interviewee. Is there anything published about them so that you can learn a little bit about them before you speak to them? When I've read other articles about this, they say research the person's website and books they've written and that type of thing. But that might not be relevant for the people that I'm going to interview. Maybe you want to talk to the person before the interview to just to get a little bit more information about them so that you know them a bit better and they feel more comfortable with you. Once you've got your podcast up and running, then they will be able to listen to other interviews that you've done and get an idea of how it will be when you interview them. You can also set people up, not in a bad way. I mean, (laughs) um, you can give them a pre-interview survey, which has some questions on it that help you understand a bit about them. And then you want a preparation sheet that talks to things like helping them to choose not to use the built-in microphone, to be somewhere quiet and this type of thing. And there's a very good article and sheet that if I could give you a link, I would. And that, I asked the lady who I interviewed whether she thought that was useful and she said, yes, it was. It helped her to get herself focused and it helped with the audio quality. Asking questions on the interview, one thing I think is to have a set of questions ready, but also to be listening very carefully so that you can ask follow-up questions to what people have said earlier in the interview. So now I'm going to give you a little clip of the interview that I've done for my big podcast, and it'll be a clue as to the topic of the big podcast, which I will let you know before the end of this series. So here's the excerpt. It was such a challenge and so interesting and so fun. And they were so enthusiastic. I just got a bug. And I didn't realise at the time that it was going to be such a big, big bug, you know, a bug that took hold, hold of my sort of life so much. But it, it was really, I can't really explain it. The other people who could be involved in your podcast include a co-host who might be able to do some of the other things that I was talking about earlier with you or at least be somebody who you could have on your podcast to provide a different voice so that it's not one continual voice the whole through it way through which I think helps for people listening. Other people involved are sponsors, advertisers and patrons who will give you some money and the other main people who are relevant to your podcast are your family you have to think of the effect on them because you're going to have to shut yourself away both to make the podcast when they have to be very quiet and shut yourself away to edit the podcast. So that's it for my who cares about your podcast. And I think what you should look at is yourself. You have to be ready to carry out this long journey, the grind of producing a regular podcast. You have to be ready for that and all the things that you'll have to do. And in this podcast, I mentioned the ones that come to the top of my head. And you'll have to think about your listeners if you want to have some. So thank you very much for listening all the way through to the end of this podcast. It would be great if you could subscribe to my podcast. There won't be that many more episodes. We've got where and when, which I'm going to combine into one episode, the next 
episode and then there may be a wind-up episode just before Christmas to let you know what my big podcast is about and what progress we've made with that. So if you want to subscribe to this podcast, then please go to anchor.fm forward slash Kathy 91. And it would be great if you could give me a review in iTunes, because that's terribly exciting. Critical feedback is very welcome if it can help me improve for the next podcast. So that's all for now. Thank you. Toodle pip. Thank you.